electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. What do pro-golfers, the DOJ, and Saudi Arabia have in common? Well, a $20 million tea time. It's business, Sonny. It's business. It's business, Sonny. And it's Amazon Prime Day. That is, if you're not shopping in, I don't know, Capri or Santorini. Retail watcher Jan Niffen on Who's Buying? I don't expect a whole lot out of this Prime Day because I don't think that's where the customer is right now. The top two, three quintiles, perhaps, of consumers are all out on vacation. Those stories today, plus Musk and Twitter and Musk and rockets. And Heathrow's airport is taking drastic measures. And what would happen in the United States if JFK, LAX, and O'Hare said we're putting caps on? For summer travel. For summer travel. Whoa! Whoa. It's Tuesday, July 12th. Whoa. We should just use that as a sound effect at this point. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand, Andrew, by in three, two, one. Hugh Andrew. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Ross Sorkin along with Joe Kern. Becky's off today, but let's talk a little... Twitter. 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 Yeah, yeah he's gone. Uh, Twitter responding to, the guy used to say Twitter. Twitter responding to Elon Musk's move to kill his for, uh, proposed $44 billion acquisition of the company. In a letter addressed to Musk's lawyers, Twitter called uh, Musk's bid to terminate the deal invalid and wrongful. Twitter's lawyers said the company has not breached any of its obligations under the agreement, so the deal remains in effect. Uh, and Twitter shares, you can see 32, 32 and change. The question I asked yesterday was, if if there wasn't a the underlying notion that maybe he he's really doing this to get a better deal, where would it be? Given that I don't know, we know a lot more about it now. People are leaving in droves. Uh, twenty six bucks. Talent exit. Twenty six. Twenty five. Twenty six. Half. 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 Less than half. So any normal person would probably try to weasel his way out, especially a guy who's. Pretty mercurial. Who kind well, of like, I think he thought, I mean, I think he realized that he made a mistake literally, you know, within 48 hours. Of, for the, on the price. He might buying still want to buy it. To begin yeah. with. Well, he might still want to buy it. And he, and he, I, for me, his intentions were honorable because that thing is the way that they handle things. And, and, and it, I don't know who is playing the man behind the curtain, Oz. I don't know whether it's a group of, of, of just woke individuals, but it, it's, oh. oh, it's terrible. The Department of Justice is investigating the PGA Tour over potential antitrust violations as it battles the upstart Saudi-banked Live Golf Circuit. The Wall Street Journal reports the DOJ Antitrust Division has sent inquiries to players' agents about how the tour has handled golfers participating in other tournaments. A spokesman for the PGA Tour said it was aware of the investigation and was confident it would prevail. Since the debut of Live Golf, which is financed by the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund, the PGA Tour has suspended players who have chosen to participate. Live offers $25 million in prize money at its tournaments, far more than currently offered on the PGA Tour, and top pros are reportedly receiving big payouts for simply signing on. 
This is PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan last month. If this is an arms race, and if the only weapons here are dollar bills, the PGA Tour can't compete. The PGA Tour, an American institution, can't compete with a foreign monarchy that is spending billions of dollars in an attempt to buy the game of golf. Golf superstar Phil Mickelson got considerable backlash earlier this year for saying he'd be willing to work with the Saudis in spite of the kingdom's record on human rights because he was dissatisfied with how the PGA operates and this was a chance to disrupt the organization. He took a few months away from the sport and returned at a live tournament in London. We're going to talk, you want to talk PGA events. I want to talk PGA. I know Because to me that's such a fascinating story this morning. The Wall Street Journal reporting uh, that the PGA is now under investigation by the Department of Justice. I don't know if we have this on the screen. For like unfair trade practices. For unfair trade practices for preventing their players from from participating in other uh, tours. This one sponsored by uh, the Saudis, Phil Mickelson, of course. Uh, has Not jumped him, yeah. As uh, Bryson jumped, DeChambeau, jumped over there. Uh, Ian Poulter, and there were always sort of moral and ethical Dustin questions Johnson. about doing business uh, with that league of sorts. I don't know if you call them a league; you call them a tour, is what they would be. But but, but that's hypocritical because of the NBA in China. I mean, it. it th- to me, and Jay Monahan said, "Look, if this comes down to money, we cannot compete with the sovereign fund of, of the Saudis, and it, 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 there's just no way that you can. And, and I think that it comes, it, once right. again, but I'm, I'm kind of, with our high-minded um, uh, way that we approach business in this country, saying, you know, we can't do, you know, Khashoggi, and we don't, we, you know, it's bad that Biden's going over. And, right. and then, you know, Uyghurs, do we, are we really happy that we kowtow to China? We're not. But when but it I comes right, but when it, now the Department of Justice is on the Saudi side, essentially. Essentially, but I don't think they're doing it for that reason. I think they're doing it from, a, from an antitrust perspective. It's not because really Joe's headed over there? I, think, I don't <laughs> think it has anything to do with that. The question is, unlike a league, and the question is, first of all, do you think of the PGA Tour as a league in the same way that the NBA would be a league? And, well, this is very interesting. I, I hadn't I thought this through. If LeBron James decided in the summers to play in another league, let's say you and I started a basketball league. As management. As, as management. Because we're not, I, yeah, Not no. as players. Maybe you could be the coach. But, and if, if Adam Silver said, you can't join the Kernan Sorkin League, would that be a problem? I don't know the answer. Um, I think probably, but you would have a contract. You would have an exclusive contract to be part I mean, of. It, you can't blame Jay Monahan, and he's saying, "Look, they're, they're, they are trying to use money to take over golf, take over golf." And, and do you blame? You know, Phil Mickelson's got nothing but criticism. He's 52. He, he you know, he, I think he was shooting like 79 in, at the U.S. Open. 79. He got 200 million dollars for his. It, you know what they'd say? We just lost James Conn. They'd say, "Sonny." From, uh, from Godfather. They'd say, it's business, Sonny. It's business. It's business, Sonny. And my question is, would, do you believe... Would you go for 200? You, I know you would. would you, I, I might. <laughs> I might. I'm, I know oh, you this would. This is not about... If you were not going to win another tournament or, or another major, and they said, you don't have to win anything. We'll give you $200 million. How do you say Right. No? So the question, though, is why would the behavior of the PGA be, be, be exclusionary? I would believe that people could be exclusive, yeah. right? That, why can't you be exclusive to one tour over another. Well, because it's definitely the shiny, glittering PGA Tour that has right. given all these guys amazing life's lives and, and fame and fortune and 
uh, adulation. But do you think that the approach that Jay is taking is somehow, uh, there's, it doesn't seem to me that that would be I think an you, antitrust violation. Right. And, and I think you would do it knowing that even if there was an antitrust violation, you gotta, you got to play your cards and see what, what comes, see, see how it finally plays out. But part of this out. issue is, I think, the way players are treated as part of the tour. You're not an employee of the tour, right? You're not, and the question is, are you exclusive to the tour? Have you signed a contract that's exclusive to the tour? And I just don't know enough about how those economics operate. I think you kind of do it. I mean, so if this is challenged, could, you could see people say, look, you can't exclude them. They're allowed to play in these seven right. tournaments, and that, they're allowed to play. They're allowed to play wherever the, they want to play. The, uh, tour Unless you try to sign them to exclusive contracts. I think part of it is the tour doesn't pay you to be part of the tour. Just pay, you only right. get paid to be, you know, when you're in the tour and you actually, when you're in a right. particular competition and you do well. But you, get, to, you get all the endorsements and all, right. the, all the other stuff. But I, mean, I think they, it may be the, the model will have to change. I mean, people thought, I mean, Tiger may, are, may be close already to the B word. And um, that, a lot of that has to do, well, he did, obviously he's enriched the tour for everybody. And, and, and anyone, any golfer would admit that, that before Tiger, BT, uh, the purses weren't like this, the excitement, the interest, nothing was like that. I just think in the priority list of places the well, Department of Justice might want to go, right. that this is where they'd want to spend their well, time. I think it's weird that you're not should, looking askance. Should I be on the side of the players? Yeah. And no, and I, think you, the, no I think you should be, itself? nope, I think you should be against the Justice Department taking the side of the Khashoggi murderers. I, I think I am, but for different reasons. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bifurcate in my mind all the other sort of political issues. And is there any, way, the is there any way we can get to your photo shoot in, in the Saudi desert from this story? From this segment? From I mean, this. you might have just done that. I don't know if they have it uh, on file the way they used to. Oh, Apparently they said they no moving on. You know, are thank, you surprised? Thank God, When Dave. was the last time we did anything that was actually funny or... or uh, Dave Evans, our wonderful producer. Yeah. Uh, there's a present for you in the back. We've got a booster rocket developed by SpaceX bursting into flames during a ground test yesterday in Texas. We want to tell you about on NSF Live with us yesterday. Oh, hey. Whoa. 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 And that, um, a major setback uh, for Elon Musk's Whoa. aim to uh, launch the company's Starship to orbit this year. I don't know if we're going to listen in a little bit longer, but uh, right after that, Musk initially tweeting, yeah, actually not good. Team is assessing damage. And then he tweeted at about 1.30 uh, a.m. Eastern time, base of the vehicle seems okay by flashlight. I was just out there about an hour ago. We shut down the pad for the night for safety. We'll know more in the morning. And just one point of uh, sort of context, I mean, they have been launching rockets over there you know, multiple rockets a month now, does successfully. Rockets, no, no. Does rockets good. Su successfully. Um, we, of course, report on the one that, right. that, that doesn't. But it is, this is not the norm for right. them now. And they've had remarkable success. In fact, probably undercovered success in terms of the, the number of rockets that have, have launched us, you know, almost like normal course. It's right. al and it al almost bizarre in that it used to be any time a rocket went up, we would cover it because it was just such a fascination for the country. And uh, now it's become so usual, actually, that we're really just reporting on uh, the mishaps. It's true. You heard those guys. I think that we could have 
the color commentary they provided. Now we know, we, you don't need to expect a lot from us, uh, TV people on. You think we could? Whoa. 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 You say it. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, say it again. Whoa. 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 Whoa, the CEO of, of Gap. Whoa. Is stepping down effectively. Whoa. We should just use that as a sound effect we at should. this point. But it covers a lot of bases. It we does. need a lot of... Uh, hey, now. It's not Al Michaels. This miracle on ice is... Uh, was that Al? I think it was Al, yeah. Sonia Asingo announced the movement in a statement yesterday and uh, said she had the board support in stepping down, so stay at the company during a brief transition. Asingal was previously the leader of Gap's Old Navy business. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I remember when she took over. It seems like yesterday, but it was... Uh, Practically was. ...in March of 2020. Uh, just uh, days before COVID started spreading in the United States, the board's executive chair, uh, Bob Martin, is going to serve as interim uh, president and CEO. Gap also updated its current quarter guidance, saying it still expects sales to decline in the high single-digit range. The stock, stock is uh, sliding after the announcement. It's now down more than 50% just this year. These guys can't get their day. mojo back. They just need... They need. Well, the, when they got it back that one time, it was surprising that they got it back. And then, like so many places, you get it back, but it's they're really... Permanently. Remember we thought Sears. Well, you don't remember this, but a guy, Martinez, came in. It's like, oh, my God, Sears is coming back. No. No. I just got it. Is there anything left of Sears? I don't think. Oh, goodness. Remember Sears? Sears and then Kmart Sears and together. Kmart got together. You There's know, a winning Mr. combo. Mr. Lambert. Lambert. We know uh, Kmart sucks. That's from Rain Man. You remember that, right? I do. But you, you, you just... You're just not ready for certain. I'm not ready. It's early. You know what you should say when you when I whoa, say that? What? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. It's 6:11 in the morning <laughs> and you're you're quoting Rain Man. Yeah. Next on Squawk Pod, it's Prime Day. What are we all buying this summer sale season and will it be enough to hold retailers over till the holidays? Clio Capital's Sarah Kunst. Prime Day is just likely to drive those sticky purchases, right? The Fire TVs and the Amazon Kindles that then to, you know, keep using, you have to buy more content from Amazon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. Here's Joe Kernan. Amazon Prime Day is officially underway. Eight years ago, Amazon said that the sale was set to mark its uh, 20th anniversary, but it's become an annual event since then. And other retailers now get in on the action, including uh, Best Buy, Macy's with its Black Friday in July, Target deal days, and Kohl's summer cyber deals. And uh, Courtney Reagan uh, joins us now uh, with more. So everybody getting into the act, I guess. Yeah. 
Everybody wants a piece of this action, Joe. And, you know, they can call it what they want. But the July sales, really, they're inventory clearouts this year. I mean, look for the biggest promotions to be on the items that retailers have too much of at the wrong time. COVID demand swelled in categories like bikes and patio furniture. So then retailers responded and they ordered more. But the supply chain delays and changing consumer demand means many retailers are now stuck with the goods and the costs of storing them. Less than 24 hours ago, Gap Inc. said CEO Sonia Single is stepping down after two years in the top job. It's inventory 34% above where it was last year, and Single said merchandise is, quote, out of sync with what consumers want. Gap and Old Navy then, as a result, have 50 to 60% off sales today. Target's been slashing prices, too, to move excess goods. American Eagle inventory, that's up 46% year-over-year. Clothing up to 70% off there. Walmart isn't marketing a specific event, but it has thousands of rollbacks right now anyway. CEO Doug McMillan said he'd like to, quote, wash away about 20% of its current inventory. A Placer.ai analysis shows that higher store traffic at off-price retailers like Ross in recent weeks is up, though overall visits to apparel stores is down year over year as inflation rages on. So the off-price sector may benefit from the excess inventory and whatever doesn't sell during these shopping events as well. The retail ETF, the XRT, that's well underperformed the broader S&P 500 in the last month. And typically, Prime Day doesn't lift Amazon stock. Over the last seven years, if you look at Amazon stock performance during this event, whether it's one or two days, it's down an average of about 0.14%. So it doesn't move the needle so much, at least for investors immediately. Joe? In the, uh, just thinking about what Target said a couple weeks ago, it's kind of interesting what you know, and also it sounds like Walmart, which didn't say exactly what Target said, but a lot of issues, right, with not having, you know, having one thing during the pandemic, Stockton, and then having something else after the pandemic. I, I don't envy the job uh, of a CEO of any of those. And then Gap, just forget it. I mean, I wouldn't even... Can you imagine, like, trying to figure out what to stock the stores with? No, with it's, it is a really hard job. I think people think retail is easy, but getting the fundamentals right is really tough. Getting the products that consumers want when they want it at the right price, it's so hard. And this world makes things in some ways more complicated being so interconnected. It's not always making it easier. That's just the whims of fashion. Think about the supply chain issues and, and cost uh, issues with, with inflation and very, very difficult. Okay. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Glad Jeff. you're... you're uh, Help us with, with that. Um, what are you buying today? Could you stock a retail store for teenagers? Do you have any idea? Of yeah. what to buy? Yeah, yeah. Of what to, okay, you, you go out, you look at suppliers. All right, I want a lot of that. Uh, I think this is going to be big. I, I'd last, that, that, I'd last a tenth as long as the gap person. Would you have any idea? I would hire. You'd have more than I would. I would hire some of the TikTok influencers. It's a good idea. Find out what, what's the. The libs right. of TikTok? Have you seen it? The libs of TikTok. Have you seen I've that? I've seen that too, but that, I don't <laughs> know if I'd not hire them. <laughs> uh, joining us right now to talk more about Prime Day, uh, summer sales, and uh, the retailers and what they're finding themselves dealing with is Jan Niffen. He is Jay Rogers Niffen Worldwide CEO, and uh, Sarah uh, Kunst is uh, uh, Clio Capital Managing Director. Good morning to both of you. Um, how, do you, how, do you how do you handicap it, uh, Jan, in terms of just thinking about how successful and, and how we should even measure this Prime Day versus other Prime Days. Well, there is no normal anymore, as you know. But I don't expect a whole lot out of this Prime Day because I don't think that's where the customer is right now. The top two, three quintiles, perhaps, of consumers are all out on vacation or thinking about vacation or planning a vacation 
are paying for a vacation. And that's going to be a problem when it comes to getting their attention. We've had that in the stores and we're gonna have it here with Prime Day. So if they get five or 7% growth on this Prime Day, they should be pretty happy because I don't think the consumer is where they are right at this moment. But that's true across all of retail. But what will sell for them when it does sell will be apparel. That'll be their number one market share thing this Prime Day. It won't be back to school like it was last year. Their number one interest item will be back to school, but the dollar volume will all come in apparel. And I think that that's just putting them up against everybody else, right? So I don't think that we're going to see some big growth in Prime Day. Everybody else isn't following. They're already promoting. People didn't plan around Prime Day like they have for the last seven, five, seven years. It's just become more normalized. And when things become more normalized, they're not as exciting. So I'm not expecting a big excitement for Prime Day, but it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Hey, hey Sarah, help us with this. Do you think that it's a mistake to run Prime Day? If Jan is right, is it a mistake to run Prime Day uh, in July, the way they're doing no, it right I now? Mean, it- it, it creates a sort of new shopping time that is that is pre-back to school, kind of kick off to fall or last minute summer purchases. Remember, right, people are leaving for vacations, but Prime ships fast, right? And so if you can get something in a day or two, especially the kinds of things where, you know, they have these super hype discounts on things like Kindle, you're throwing the kids in the car for a road trip and you realize, hey, I want something to read, you know, while I'm sitting there with them. You order a Kindle that you're filling with eBooks from Amazon, right? And it gets there same day or the next day. And then, you know, you're still on the road by Thursday. And so the thing to remember is that there's quick fulfillment here. You know, to be eligible for the best Prime Day deals, you have to be a member of Prime, the subscription product that works really well for Amazon because once you're a member, you're getting more subscriptions. You know, you're getting more purchases from Amazon than you are from the Walmarts and Targets most likely. And so, you know, I think that that Prime Day is just likely to drive those sticky purchases, right? The Fire TVs and the Amazon Kindles that then to, you know, keep using, you have to buy more content from Amazon. Hey, Jan, when you look at at what Amazon has done and now this I'm going back to the pandemic period because they uh, clearly invested in so much in terms of infrastructure, warehousing and the like. And there's an argument being made that effectively they over invested because the growth has not uh, been uh, or it's not continued uh, a pace, if you will. Um, how long do you think it takes to pay off those investments? <laughs> the next 10 years, of course, they overinvested. But that was the trend. We over-inventoried. We over a lot of things during COVID. Now we're just seeing the snapback. Amazon's going to continue to grow. They're just not going to kind of grow at the pace they have in the past versus everyone else because everyone's playing the game now. Everyone's direct to consumer. Everyone's doing a huge online business. A lot of these retailers are half online now. Macy's is pushing being half online. That wasn't the case when Amazon was in this big growth mode. So do I think they overinvested? Yes. Do I think they'll still grow into it eventually? Yes. Does the market really care? Maybe not so much. Well, that was the question. Should the, should the market care or should the market say, you know what, this is going to put them in prime position, uh, uh, dare I use the, the prime word, uh, so, th- so that it actually makes it harder for competitors to catch up later? Well, there's no doubt that that's true. I mean, after all, Amazon did lose money for 20 years and the stock went up every year. So it's hard to argue with the strategy they've used, which is growth gets paid for. And so far, they've been right. I think that's coming to an end, but it hasn't come to an end yet. 
So do I think that they overinvested? Yes. Do I think it'll take a while to grow into it? Yes. Do I think they'll have lower returns because of that? And do I think they have more competition in the online space than they've ever had? Yes. But they're still the biggest player in the space and they're going to get their fair share. Hey, Sarah, if you could split Amazon apart and just look at the retail piece for a moment, would you prefer to own that business? Would you prefer to own Walmart or would you prefer to own Target? Look, they don't have a lot of brick and mortar and, you know, Amazon compared to to their, their you know, older peers like the Targets and Walmarts of the world. Um, you know, they've consistently innovated and they've proved incredibly resilient. You know, right now they're down, but it's in line with the market. Uh, I, I would not bet against Amazon. Okay, we're going to leave the conversation there. Jan, Sarah, thank you. I don't know what I'm going to buy. You know, I like it. You know me. I like a discount. <laughs> I do. I do. You're, make up your mind. What's I, that? I thought you were tightening the belt. Tightening not, the belt? Not buying anything. Well, we're still in YOLO July. I think YOLO it's August. Still in August, you, you uh, have to get re-entrenched. Get careful. Yeah. Okay. Maybe September. You know, it's still, it's still summer. The back to school weather's, supplies. Weather's yeah, nice out. Yeah. All those, all that, Hard those to expenses. Pencils. That's true. It's no books. Cheese will be next. This next story is unbelievable. About Heathrow? Yeah. Coming up, the busy London airport capping the number of passengers it can handle each day. Officials say that the move will help improve critical functions that are uh, significantly under-resourced, which obviously is not just the problem that we have here. Squawk Pod will be right back. Summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Click, 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 click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC. Good morning. Welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Joe Kernan. It is just the boys this morning. Uh, Becky is off. She's going to be back later this week. And news just out uh, from the UK. Heathrow Airport is imposing a capacity cap of 100,000 daily departing passengers between now and all time, September 11th. It's asking airlines to stop selling summer tickets to provide better and more reliable journeys. Officials say that the move will help improve critical functions that are uh, significantly under-resourced, which obviously is not just the problem that we have here in this country. What do you think of that, though? It's all all pandemic-related, isn't it? Trying to reopen. And And what would happen in the United States if JFK, LAX, and O'Hare said, we're putting caps on for summer travel for summer travel by the way that you know you know who would who would be happy with that jay powell probably you want you want to you want to actually talk about what you can do about inflation that's one thing you could do but i don't know i mean crimps demand in a certain way 
Maybe it extends demand in another way. I'm driving, typically. There's another question of how much you think all of this travel is a bit of what I call like a YOLO summer, meaning everyone's just you know, been wanting to travel, Pent travel, up. travel, right. it's a pandemic, and they're out and out. But come this fall, especially as the markets have, have come down, there's worries about the economy. Do you think that come September people go into, you know, you know, in, in the Sorkin family, I, I sometimes say we got to go into austerity mode. You know, if you feel like you're overspending. You do? All the time. I see a big credit card bill. I say next month we got to, we got to, we got to. think of that, man? We got to get Point careful. one percenter problems. That I'm just saying. It's a good idea. We all should, should live within our, our means. Got to. And that's the pod for today. Thanks for listening. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Whoa. You say it. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, say it again. Whoa. Whoa. They're on TV weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. And this podcast, Squawk Pod, is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Download for free anytime. And we'll meet you right back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 